A reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 14, Text Number 11, The Disappearance of Lord Krishna. <laughs> Certainly, certainly. Pray in the heart, in the heart. 
Un undesirable happenings in life cannot be checked by any number of plans. So they're making so many plans to control the forest fires that they're out of control. Such mercy, miseries, can be removed only by mercy of the Lord. So uh, Bhagavad Gita tells us about a boat, and it's called the boat of transcendental knowledge. And if you're in this boat of transcendental knowledge, you can go over the ocean of miseries. So how does the mercy come? That's the mercy. What is the mercy of the spiritual master? What does he give us? What means does he give us to cross over the ocean of miseries? And Gita tells us it's a boat of knowledge. So many, many years ago, there was a king of Iran. He got a book containing the secrets how to raise the dead with the elixir made of herbs and trees from the high mountains of India, the Himalayas. Some special herbs. If you mix them up, you can raise some, a dead body to, to life. So he, he sent his chief minister to search for these herbs, and he asked many, many wise sages, but he could not find these herbs. So finally, he went to an even wiser sage, and this very wise sage said that this, this is actually an analogy. This is an analogy. The high mountains are the intelligence of the wise men. And the trees and herbs are their books, their writings. And the wisdom taken from their books is the elixir of immortality. So here we have it. We have our prophet's books. We have the elixir of immortality. We have the the cloud of mercy to put out the forest fire of miseries in our life. And uh, so we should take advantage. Um, now in Srimad Bhagavatam, there's another verse which also talks about a boat. Sama shitaye paravalavatlavam mahaparam punya yashavarare Pavam punyavatsa param 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 yadi param for one who has accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is a shelter of the cosmic manifestation, famous as Mukunda, giver of Mukti, the ocean of material world is like the water contains in the calf's footprint. Param Param, the place where there are no material miseries, like Kunta is his goal, not the place where there is danger in every step of life. Bhagavatam also says that if you see the eyebrows, of the Lord, it can, no, that, that will take away lust. If you see the smile of the, of the Lord, the smile of the deity, that will dry up the ocean of tears. And there's an ocean of tears in this material world um, because so many people are crying out of misery here. Now you just look at Krishna, Giridari, Govardhanadari, and he will dry up that ocean for you. And so we, we are searching how to get free. We were looking for mercy. We're all mercy cases. We all need the mercy. So we have to try to get that mercy. And so the mercy is the boat of Lotus Feet of Krishna. They've left it here. Even though they've taken the boat of Krishna's Lotus Feet to the other side, they've left it here for us to also go. And uh, this is the mercy of the Acharyas. They've left the sea of bhakti yoga here, the bhakti lata, by the mercy of the Guru, by the mercy of Krishna. You get the seed of devotional service and you can plant it 
in your heart after wandering the universe for millions and millions of lives. So we should try for this mercy by chanting the Lord in the heart. He cleans, he cleans our heart from all material desires. And then our plant of bhakti grows and, and goes to the lotus feet of Krishna. So it's the duty of the guru to find the ways and means. So Prabhupada, he, he found the ways and means to engage all of us in Krishna's service. He did not discriminate between black or white, women or men. But he gave the equal opportunity to everyone to, to get the mercy. And uh, so Prabhupada said how, what, he, what he did, his main, account, his main achievement was to publish his books. He stayed up late every night. You hear the, you hear the um, diaries of Harisari and Shudakirti that sometimes he would only sleep two hours, sometimes not even that. He would be up translating these books for us to read. So, Bhagavatam, the beginning, it says, Hivata Bhagavatam Rasam Alayam. You should drink this. Shimad Bhagavatam. You should drink it. It's juice. And uh, when Srila Prabhupada was here, Guru Das asked Srila Prabhupada a question What are the fruits in Goloka like? What are the fruits that you get from the desire trees like? So Sri Prabhupada said, this fruit from the spiritual world has no seed and no skin. It's just juice. And Shukadeva has tasted that fruit and it has become juice. So that's why it's called rasa, rasa. We should drink this rasa, drink the rasa of Bhagavatam. Five rasas. And drink five rasas of Bhagavatam. Some indirect rasas also, Bhishmadev. Is in direct chivalrous rasa. But we should know that we, we should always try somehow or other to keep Krishna in our lives. Sometimes we do things mechanically, we may do things without thinking about Krishna. We should do body, mind, and words, all three together, and think about Krishna. So in the beginning of Bhagavatam, Siddhavyasadeva began his glorification of Krishna saying Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And after offering obeisances to Krishna, he gave a benediction to those who will hear Srimad Bhagavatam submissively and attentively. If you do this, what will be the result? You'll capture Krishna in your heart. That's what our heart needs. We need to put Krishna there all day long, 24 hours a day, and he will certainly help us. He's already helping us, but we just don't realize it. We don't realize it. So this is the process of getting the mercy, the process of parampara. The enlightened souls worship their spiritual masters and Krishna, and then you get the mercy. The mercy is coming down from Krishna through all these spiritual masters and coming directly to us. And then we offer our worship to the Guru and that goes back up to Krishna. So we've got one line coming down the parampara of mercy and we have another line going up of worship. That we offer our worship, it goes up and then the mercy comes down. So this is how to get free, this is how to put out the forest fire of our heart actually. There are so many things burning our heart, lust, anger, greed. So these things need to be removed 
So we can see Krishna, we can see the spiritual world. Now, in, if you study Bhagavatam, the first verse, the last word in the verse is timahi, and that means let us meditate. Let us meditate on Krishna, Vasudeva, Krishna. On one time, Srila Prabhupada, it was the appearance day of his spiritual master, Shri Siddhartha Saraswati. And he said, uh, he quoted this word, Dimani, he said, so what this means is that the guru is not worshiping Krishna alone. When the guru worships Krishna, then all of his followers are worshiping, he's taking all of his family along with him to worship Krishna. So they're offering flowers to Srinivakti Siddhanti. He said, so we're offering these flowers, but we're doing it together as a family. We're a family. Sagoshti. So yesterday when he says Dhimahi, he's saying, let us all worship Krishna. He's including all of us in his, in his uh, prayer in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, first verse. So in India, like I live in Vrindavan, you can see this going on in, in our temples. You'll see an Indian lady come in. She got one kid on her shoulder, one kid in her hand, one kid in the stomach. She bows down, they all go down with her. So <laughs> Prabhupada's our mother, our father, he bows down, we go down with him. He's taking us along with him, and that's the mercy. But we have to go along with him, too. We have to. We have to give, take, take advantage of what he's giving us, his books, his kirtan, Hare Krishna Mantra. So the whole world is burning with fire of uh, distress, forest fire, not just Australia. Everybody is having the same fire. Not may not be in the forest, but it's war, it's so many different ways that the fire is burning, this misery's material existence. And so Prabhupada is, is receiving benediction. He's the cloud of mercy for us, and he's giving us, putting out the fire for us. He's giving us the message of Krishna without change. So Srila Prabhupada, he saw time, place, and circumstance, so he adjusted for that. But he didn't change it. He didn't change the basic principles. So that's what we have to do. We should, we should also give the message, but don't change the principles. Don't change the basic principles. So before we met Shri Prabhupada, we were some of us were hippies, and our idea our idea was to have a revolution and change the governments, uh, so there would be love and peace and all these things. Um, but then at, at one point, I realized that the same people who wanted to overthrow the government were not were the same as the people who were in the government. They had the same same desires, they're into sense gratification, and you know, what would be the difference? What would be the difference? Then I mentioned a Prabhupada, and right in the beginning of Bhagavatam, he says that this Bhagavatam, if someone hears it, it will create a revolution in the hearts of the people of the world. So that revolution was the real revolution. And he actually did it. He actually did it. Went all over. It's going all over the world, even China, even in the Arab countries. So, and Prabhupada, he was such a bold preacher, but at the same time, he was very humble. One time he, he, he was arriving in Hyderabad in the beginning. Nobody really knew him. 
He was just new to Hyderabad. And he was traveling with his disciples, sannyasis, who had dandas. And so when he came, those people came to meet him, and they said, uh, so who, who was, they didn't know it was Prabhupada was the guru. So they, so they asked, so um, who, who is the leader here? When they met Prabhupada and his disciples, and Prabhupada said, as you like. <laughs> as you like. They said, yeah, well, we thought we, because the other ones had sticks, maybe they were, <laughs> they were the leaders. Prabhupada was so humble. And so one time, um, we know many sannyasis went to the Western countries. They went uh, before Shri Prabhupada, but no one became a Vaishnava until Prabhupada came. So one such sannyasi gave Prabhupada the advice, you know, you're going to the West, you don't know how to hold the spoon and the fork. And Shri Prabhupada said, no, I'm not going to learn all these things. I'm going to teach them someone, something else to forget it. Prabhupada was, he already had his ideas. And but he was so humble. He said, I just wanted to give, oral, give the words of my spiritual master, just repeating the same thing. And he said, but I, I began late. It's, it's, I began so late. But it was better I began late, better late than never. So he sent me so many young people to help me. And so this was Shri He was the embodiment of compassion. Uh, he, he gave the world this light, just like Bhagavatam says, Shukadev is giving the torchlight, uh, the essence of the Vedas. Bhagavatam is the essence. If you churn, just like they churn the ocean of milk, and so many things came out, the nectar was the essence of the ocean of milk. So what came out, what comes out if you churn the Vedas? Shrimad Bhagavatam. The essence of the Vedas, the cream of the Vedas is Shrimad Bhagavatam. And it's the ripened fruit of the desire tree of Vedic literature also. So one time Prabhupada was glorified for his um, achievements. He said, sometimes people give me so much honor. Swamiji, you've created something wonderful. He says, I don't feel I've created something wonderful. What have I done? I'm not a magician. I'm simply presenting Bhagavad Gita as it is. If there is any credit, this is the only credit. So I don't want to mix pure Bhagavad Gita with any rascal. That is my credit. So one time somebody asked Shiva Prabhupada, um, are your disciples pure devotees? And Prabhupada said, well, if they are following if they are following, they are pure devotees. If they're doing exactly, they're pure devotees. If they're following exactly what I say, what I do, then they're pure devotees. He said, but myself, as far as myself, I'm not a pure, I'm not perfect. I'm not a pure devotee. But my only qualification is I'm trying to follow the instructions of my spiritual master. So this is the light. This is the light in this world, Prabhupada gave us instructions, and we have to follow them. And the main instruction is to read his books and chant 16 rounds every day. So we have to do that, and we'll extinguish the forest fire miseries. So I'll stop here. It's pretty early, actually, but what to do. Any questions or comments? Yes.
You have a question? Oh, he's getting a microphone? Okay.
that, that's kind of interesting. Sometimes you can just do that. Instead of doing the reading you're supposed to do, just have a question and then go to Bhagavad Gita in the book. Open Srimad Bhagavatam. See what Krishna says. See what Krishna says. What is his message for you? You can say, okay, Krishna, what is your message for me today? Open the book. Oh, there's a forest fire here. And uh, there's a way you get it out by getting the mercy of pure devotee. There's a forest. So first of all, you pray. And then when you read, read slowly. And try to, if something really in inspires you or interests you, then stop there and repeat that that phrase or sentence or idea and, and meditate on it, think about it. Uh, manana is also a part of realization. Shavanam and manana. Shavanam, hearing, chanting, reading. Um, in the end of Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a verse in the 12th canto, the last chapter, verse chapter 13, verse 18, which describes how to study Srimad Bhagavatam. It says, first you should hear, then you should chant or read. Now, hearing is also reading. And then chanting. So that can be reading out loud. And the third thing is being introspective. Apply it to your life. Apply it. How, how, can, how can I do this today? What does it say here? Uh, mercy. How can I get the mercy today? What can I do to get the mercy? Look for mercy today. Where can I get the mercy? How can I get the mercy? What's the instruction of the spiritual master? How to get the mercy? So Prabhupada, he, he wrote these books so that we could be pure devotees. He wanted us to be pure devotees. In a darshan with Vaisheshika, Vaisheshika, they asked, you know, Shri Prabhupada about the books and he said, I've written them to make you pure devotees. You have all become pure devotees. So today we have to do something to get the mercy, to become pure devotees. So you, okay, you, you, offer, you offer obeisances to the book. Actually, that's another thing you do before. You can offer obeisances before you read. And then you can offer a prayer for relevance, for inspiration. And then you can read slowly and then stop when something really inspires you. It was really funny, I had everybody reading a book, everybody had their own book in the seminar, but three people couldn't read the book because they forgot their glasses, they didn't have their glasses with them. But the interesting thing was, those three people all got realization even though they didn't read the book. They, one of them, they were just holding the book in their hand. And one of them said, yeah, I was feeling really hot. It's really hot here. And then this verse from Gita came in my mind. Must tolerate. He had clothes, happiness and stress. I said, oh. And all three of them, who, who, they, even though they couldn't read the book, they got realization by holding the book. It was really an amazing uh, uh, experience. And others got messages. They got messages. They had questions, and then they got messages. So it was, uh, yeah, you can, you can try reading in a different way. Try reading in a different way. Um, yes, Krishna And after you finish reading, you can offer obeisances too. Then it would be less mechanical. Thank you so much, Lauren.